Preparing to delve in three, two, one. Hello and welcome to Delve. My name is Nathan, and on this episode, I actually wanted to continue this developer development mini series of sorts that I was starting uh, kind of on my lonesome by expanding upon something that I kind of talked about in a couple of previous episodes. So if you've been listening to some of the recent ones following episode 250, then you know that I talked a little bit about fatigue and I talked a little bit about prioritization. But there is something that comes across when you're talking about those things that I really wanted to shine a light on, and it is a concept called sunk cost fallacy. Now, I wanted to describe it to you, but I figured it was probably best if I used an official definition, so I went to uh, dictionary.cambridge.org, so this is the actual description from the Cambridge Dictionary, sunk cost fallacy is a noun, by the way, usually applies to economics and management, and it is the idea that a company or organization is more likely to continue with a project if they have already invested a lot of money, time, or effort in it, even when continuing is not the best thing to do. And then they make a note that economists would point out that the sunk cost fallacy is irrational and could be described as throwing good money after bad. Uh, If you were to go to the Association for Psychological Science, as I also did, uh, they will make it very well known that even though this usually does apply to economics, that yes, indeed, time, energy, or pain can also influence this behavior. It's basically any kind of major investment that you have made into a project that you then decide you need to continue on with simply because of how much you have already put into it. In fact, if I were to tell you that this is a thing that we often get into and uh, it has something to do with the little uh, box in your pocket, your phone, you might know exactly what I'm talking about. Have you ever been playing like a little mobile game or maybe you're on a lot of social networks and stuff and you're just reluctant to get off of any of it or stop playing because of how much time you've actually spent with it already? Yeah, that's that's some cost fallacy right there because you think that since I've already invested a lot of myself into this, I have to keep going. And it's actually a psychological principle that a lot of times, especially mobile developers, will capitalize on when they're developing their apps. You know, you start out small, and uh, if you've ever noticed this, even if the rest of the game is sort of a grind, the first, like, half hour or hour that you're spending with it usually moves along pretty fast, so it keeps you engaged, and then you just want to keep going and going and going. Uh, In terms of video games, this is sort of the reason why they have saves in the first place, because if you didn't have the saves, Uh, people would never want to abandon their game. They realize that, you know, in a game like a Skyrim, uh, if if you couldn't save your game and then come back to it later, you would just never want to uh, unplug the machine because you'd lose all the time that was there before. But the reason why I wanted to talk about it on this show is because it can actually apply to uh, development as well. Because in terms of, like, when I was talking about priorities on last week's show, you might find that you have a bunch of different projects, and you might have sunk a lot of time 
and effort, you know, your blood, sweat and tears into those projects. And it might be very difficult for you to let it go because of all of the sunk cost that you had into it. So you keep wanting to plug away at it because of how much you've already invested in it personally. And so I thought that it would be a good idea to just kind of go over a few things that have happened to me when I end up with this sunk cost fallacy uh, to explain some ways that you might be able to recontextualize it. And by doing so, uh, sort, of, sort of be able to move away from projects that no longer really make sense to you, to your audience, to really your life in general. Okay, so ways that you can beat sunk cost fallacy. Well, one way that I like to think about it is you kind of reframe your thinking around it. So think about your time expenditure going forward instead of backwards. So you're not concentrating on the time that you've spent on the project thus far, but you start thinking about the time that you will inevitably end up spending on the project in the future. How much money, how much time, how much energy, how much effort are you going to spend on the project that you know is not working in the future? Because you can't get back the time that you've already put into it. It's not coming back. You're just not going to get it. Anything that you've invested in that project that you realize is not working, you're not going to get it back. It's just, it's gone. But you can do something about that time and that energy and that money that you're going to put into it in the future. All right. So if you concentrate on that, something that you can actually control, you might realize that it is indeed better to drop what you're doing and change what you're working on. But okay, let's assume that that might not be good enough for you because you still really are hung up on everything that you've already invested into your project, into your game or your system that you've been working on that you realize, I don't really want to work on that anymore. Well, okay, there's a few things that you can do to even help you out there. So first thing, consider the time in as a learning experience. All right. So all of the time and the money and the investment that you've already made into that project is indeed educational for you moving forward. You've figured out what works. You now know what doesn't work. You know what pitfalls to avoid in the future. You have worked out a lot of things that usually take, you know, years and years to really develop. You know, you in some ways have made a very wise investment by working on a project, even if the project doesn't come to fruition. Because what you've done is save yourself four years of business school. You know, you've, you've done that. Think of all the money you saved. That's a good investment right there. And you did it pro bono. You did it on your own. You, that, was, that was independent study right there. So good job. Good job for you. Uh, there's value in failure. There is absolute value in failure because it teaches you lessons that you can learn to succeed in the future. So recontextualize it in that way. Sunk cost fallacy. Well, no, the sunk cost actually does still have value even if you are not working on that project at that time. But we can go one step further than that. Consider the work you have done in that project as groundwork. Something that may not be used in the state you imagined it would be used in, but something that can be used later in a new way or on a new game, even. 
something that you can hold on to, you can save the work product that you made, and then you can go back to it later. Writers have a tendency to do this quite a bit because you'll have ideas, you'll have concepts, and maybe they're story starters, but you write this stuff down, you put it into a book, you, you put it into a file or something, and you don't know if you're ever going to do anything with it. But then, later down the road, you're working on something, and you go, oh, wait, I had an idea about that. And you go back into your files, and you say, hey, yeah, there's stuff in here that I can repurpose for a new project. This is something I can use. So, for instance, let's take that to game development. Let's imagine that you're making your own system of mechanics for a role-playing game, okay? Now, you've gotten some really interesting core ideas down, right? You've worked on that a long time ago, but you have that core set of ideas. And you say, yeah, there's, there's value in this, but the whole system together isn't necessarily gelling. It's not coming together the way that you really wanted it to. So what do you do? Well, the sunk cost fallacy part of your brain is going to say, well, I've already invested all this time into this project, so I got to keep moving with it. But if you consider kind of the, the way that I'm looking at it in this episode, what you can do is you can say, okay, well, that was a really good learning experience. I'm going to be able to put that work product to some use later. Maybe uh, this works here, but not for this project. So if I move on, do something different, and realize, oh, I need new mechanics for this thing that I'm now working on, go back into your file, say, hey, remember that thing that I couldn't quite make work but it had some really great ideas. Can I take some of those ideas and can I use them in the new thing that I'm working on? Because again, this kind of goes back to that whole idea I was talking about earlier. The first point about looking forward, not back, is you have to consider that if you just keep going on that project, which you don't really feel is going anywhere, then you wouldn't eventually move forward to another project where you might actually be able to use the stuff that you liked the most from that project that wasn't coming together. I just feel like this is the kind of thing that most people don't really talk about. And it's really a business and economics idea more than anything. And it has been used, as I was saying before, to some uh, psychological effect when it comes to gaming. Gambling also utilizes something to this effect, too. How much time you've spent at that slot machine or that, you know, uh, blackjack table, that is also part of it. But I feel like just in terms of game development and really any project that you are working on, any creative endeavor, you might end up with this problem. I have this thing. It doesn't really work the way I wanted it to. What am I going to do with it? And it, it is a hard thing to do. I've had to abandon some projects over the years because I eventually realized, you know what? It's just not going anywhere. This is just not going anywhere for me. I, I don't have anything left in the tank, and it's not working. So what do you do with that? Well, you can try to, you know, revamp things. Sometimes you can, you know, turn it into something else, uh, go in a little bit of a different direction. You can almost think of it as a branching road. You know, you can keep going left and right down this straight to see if, you know, if I swerve enough, maybe I can make this work. Or possibly you just turn around and say, yeah, I know that I've been 
you know, going this route for a long time, but I think I made a wrong turn somewhere. So you know what? We're just going to have to suck it up, say we, we went the wrong way, and and backtrack so that you can get to a point where you can merge off in a different direction. But I will tell you that inevitably, anything that I've started, if I was writing a series uh, that I, I liked, or if I was, you know, uh, doing any kind of videos, you know, putting some videos together or podcast projects, anything like that, it, it can be very difficult to let go of any of that. But and in the end, I realized how valuable a learning experience uh, all of that was and how important some of those ideas and the creative process going into it was down the road, how important it was to a future project. And that I didn't lose out on it, that there was actually stuff that I got out of uh, doing it in the first place. Uh, some of it was simply the creative process of finding new ideas that will work down the road. Some of it is lessons learned. Some of it is people and connections that you make during that time as well. Because I've met so many people that have... Uh, really been very valuable to me in other respects and in other ways down the road that I learned on projects that didn't go anywhere. So there is a lot to be taken away from a project that is simply a failure because it's not a total loss. You think it is, but it really isn't. The real insidious thing about sunk cost fallacy is that it makes you believe that the entire thing is a wash the second you drop it, and that is not true. There is a lot of value, even in projects that do not go anywhere. And I wanted to take the time on an episode like this to actually explain that in more detail, and hopefully, hopefully this will help out uh, for some of your projects that might have just kind of gone by the wayside, but you're not really sure what to do with them that there's still value in them, but you don't necessarily have to complete the project if you don't feel like it's going to go anywhere. It can be difficult to let go of stuff. I, I know it can be very, very difficult to let go of stuff. I mean, there is the idea of hoarding, but then there's like idea hoarding. You know, the, the creative hoarding that we often do, uh, I've experienced it. I still experience it to this day. I have trouble letting go of projects, and some of it has to do with sunk cost fallacy, but I've started to realize that it's easier for me to let go of things once I realize that that is part of my brain and to understand the value of it. Like, for instance, there are video series that I've done where I realized, okay, well, this really isn't hitting at all, and I don't really even enjoy doing it very much, but you know what? I've learned a lot about video editing through this process. I've learned a lot about, you know, structuring uh, videos in this process and structuring narratives and so I can use it to something else that might do better down the road. This is the same thing for writing, for podcasts, for pretty much any kind of creative endeavor that I do and I think that it extends over pretty well also to game development. Something to think about when you are working on projects and you're not sure what to do with them. And I'll, I'll say before I conclude that yes, we, I promise we are going to be going back to episodes where we digress off into some stupid stuff. I mean, we have a live episode coming up next week, so you know that that's going to happen. But I feel like some of these episodes are very valuable and, and gave me an opportunity to really talk 
a little bit more about the basic ideas of development from the developer's perspective, not from the game, because I feel like this is the the development under the development. This is the actual foundational stuff that is under the surface of the game development itself. And I don't I don't really think a lot of people have taken the time to talk about it. And I would like to talk more about it in the future because I think that it is at the root of really all development and it should be discussed more often. And as always, if you want to find more information about Delve, you can go over to DelveCast.com, where you can see all of the videos and podcasts and articles that we've written. Some of them that I don't really do very much anymore because, again, sunk cost fallacy. Uh, I realized that was happening with some of them. And you can also click on our Patreon banner. When you go over to our Patreon, you can find some uh, special things over there. In fact, the full four-part epic Tales of the Mirror Stone that uh, David Somerville did for Bo and Alex, that one shot that was about four hours that I edited together, uh, that's actually all available for the public over on our uh, on our Patreon. Uh, if you are a patron to our website, one, thank you very much, and two, there are some videos, clips, bonus content on there that is exclusive to Patreon, sometimes just because I didn't really feel like I wanted the general public to see it uh, in some cases, but I thought maybe the patrons would get a kick out of it. And then also, a lot of the stuff that we do is released there early. Not just Delve episodes, but the Citanium Mine stuff that I've done comes out like a week ahead of time over there. Uh, so if you have any interest in any of that, consider signing up. The uh, The initial tier, which will allow you to get everything that's on there, is a dollar a month. So consider going over there and checking that out. And I want to give a very big special thank you to our Shining Level patrons, Bonnie Ainsworth and Nick. Thank you for keeping the digital lights on. I would also like to say if you want to follow along with everything that we do and get notified of new content coming onto the website right away, please follow along with us on Twitter. I am at Citanium. Alex is at EXP Limited. And the show is at Delve Podcast. We also have a Facebook site if you want to go over to Facebook for reasons. We have that there. You just look up Delvecast and you can join us over on that site and uh, jump into the discussion. Uh, so thank you very much for joining us on another episode of Delve, Delve Delving, <laughs> the the developer development, <laughs> I guess, which uh, I know is a, a little bit of a, a departure, a little bit of kind of an impromptu miniseries I didn't really plan on doing. But I found it very refreshing, at least from my perspective, to do, and I've gotten some pretty good feedback, surprisingly enough, from people who were listening to these episodes. So, I don't know. Uh, maybe maybe I stumbled into something people enjoy. I don't know. Uh, maybe, maybe on the next one, we get some other people involved in this. Uh, we have a live episode coming up on Saturday, so... Yeah, maybe we'll talk more about the ins and outs of, uh, you know, this as a general discussion on that. We'll see. We'll see. But uh, stay tuned for that. Oh, yes, and we do a Delve Live on the first Saturday of the month at 9 p.m. Eastern. And we do that every month unless there's like a holiday that comes up where we say we have to move it back a week. But we are on schedule to do it this month. Anyway, anyway, thank you for joining us and we will see you on the next episode. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs>